You're listening to episode 95 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. It's that time again. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the excuses that we can come up with for ourselves and why we don't do things why other people have things that we don't and we come up with excuses for that too. Um, There's so many different facets to this and one of the things that I think these excuses can hide behind certain phrases and some of the ones that I hear a lot and that I have caught myself saying before (laughs) are things like yes but so somebody might tell you about something that, uh, I don't know, someone else is doing that's really awesome. And you can say, yeah, that's great. But you know, she has this or she's, she's never had to cook for a family of four or yes, but she comes from family money or, you know, there, there's so many different aspects to this. The other thing that can be tied right in here with this are phrases like must be nice. Like we see somebody taking vacation on social media and oh, must be nice. And that just, it is just this, it's not a good feeling to use phrases like that. Like there's nothing positive about that. That doesn't make us feel any better about feeling like we're missing out somehow. It just reinforces the belief that somebody else has something that we don't. And it often comes down to things like jealousy and insecurity. That's actually talking like when, if you catch yourself saying those types of phrases or thinking those types of things, that's something that you need to unpack for yourself because you need to figure out why that is so triggering for you, that that's your first response. So if someone let's say has, um, is very wealthy or they've built a very successful business, like financially successful business, extremely rapidly. And your first thought to that is something like, yes, but you know, she, uh, had a a partner who completely supported her financially. And she just had all these things that were just handed to her on a silver platter. So part of the issue with something like that, that we need to dig into is that first of all, I talk about this a lot on this podcast is that we never know what's going on behind the scenes. We never know the full story of what is happening in somebody else's life. And it's extremely presumptuous to assume that we do. So often when we are making these judgments based on these scenarios that we are creating in our own heads, essentially from a single photo or something that is posted online or You know, we hear a snippet, uh, in, in conversation about somebody that we know in real life or whatever it is, when we're making those snap judgments, we aren't stopping to examine the bigger picture and we may never know the bigger picture either, because it also just might not ever be either any of our business 
or we're just not ever going to find out because a lot of times people aren't going to discuss the, those kinds of details of their life, except maybe with the people very, very closest to them. So it's really hard to make those kinds of assumptions and judgments about someone when in fact the reality is that if we were completely satisfied with ourselves and with our own lives, we wouldn't care what was going on that was awesome in somebody else's life. We would only respond to that positively. But when we're responding with something like making excuses for why that person is successful or I don't know, has, has the body you want or, uh, the, the life that you desire, whatever it is that that other person has that, that you are making these types of comments around, that means that there is something that is unsatisfying to you in your own life or that there is a lot maybe that is unsatisfying to you and that you're not happy about in your own life. And that is where you need to start because you need to figure out what it is that is causing those issues for you and get to the root of that because if you get if you can get to the root of that you won't be quite as likely to start judging somebody else the other thing is too i i always i often refer back to this this is something that i remember my mom first saying this to me oh gosh i was probably like six or seven and there were neighborhood kids uh of another family that had kids that i adored i hung out with them all the time um, we all hung out together and I loved, uh, their mom, loved her, absolutely adored her. And I still do. She's a sweetheart. And, <laughs> and my mom used to make jokes to their mom that I basically wanted to move in with this other mom. And I would basically tell my mom this, <laughs> sorry, mom, <laughs> so mean, right? And she said to me uh, once, this is just one of the times that she said this to me, but this is one of the first times I remember her saying this to me, was that, to, that if you wanted to trade places with someone, you had to accept their whole life. You had to accept everything about their life and you wouldn't get to trade anything else. This isn't a mix and match. You, you don't get to, to pick and choose what you want and what you don't. If you wanted to actually trade places with someone, you have to want to trade everything. And that stopped me dead in my tracks, even that young, because I was like, oh, well, there's this thing that I don't really like about, about uh, their life. I think one of them was that I wasn't, because I was an only child and there were three kids in that family. I'm like, well, as much as I want siblings, there are benefits to being the only child. <laughs> so I think that was one of the things that came to mind in, in my little like six or seven year old brain. And it, it's interesting, right? Because we have to look at this from a little bit more of a whole picture. And we have to at least imagine the whole picture because chances are you're never going to see the whole picture. So everyone has situations in their life and things that they're working through, things that they have dealt with already that are not nice and not great because everyone has adversity. It's just part of life. So a lot of times people aren't bringing those things right to the surface. They aren't talking about them necessarily very openly. And even if they do talk about some adversity that they've gone to, that they've gone through, I, I don't know anyone who discusses everything uh, in their life publicly. So you never know what's going on behind the scenes. 
So when you are making a judgment call, and again, I have absolutely done this, where my first thought, if I see that somebody's, you know, taking a vacation to some gorgeous sunny destination, well, I'm stuck at home working and it's the dead of winter. And I think to myself, oh, it must be nice. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, what is it that is my biggest problem with this? Why do I have such a big problem with this? And acknowledging that I don't know what their circumstances are. I don't know what their circumstances are. They might have been planning this vacation for five years. How am I supposed to know? And it's not up to me to know because it's not my life. I have to separate myself from that and to remove some of the comparison. Because we just, we just never have the full picture. And typically trying to get anywhere in life, whether it's, you know, uh, just moving your life in a different direction, uh, propelling your business forward or building a business at all, changing your health, any of those things, all of those things, all of that change typically requires sacrifices. So that's something else that I want you to remember. Are you truly willing to make those particular sacrifices? I see this a lot with um, business owners. And there will be people who have been um, business owners for years and years. And yeah, they have an incredible life now. Like they travel all the time and they have millions of dollars in the bank and, you know, they can take time off whenever they want, all these things. And yeah, that's incredible. But I can promise you that just about every single one of them that I have ever heard speak about their success, their financial success, their, their lifestyle freedom, financial freedom, all of that, all of them have talked about how many sacrifices it took to get to that point. And a lot of us are not willing to make those types of sacrifices either. So that's another way of sort of hiding behind our own excuses is that we might look at what somebody else has and think, well, why, why does she have that? And I don't. Well, she had to make a lot of uncomfortable changes and potentially painful decisions and often sacrifices to get to the level that she is at. And this can be applied to so many different things. I'm just using business as an example. But that's something that I want you to think about as well. And I have uh, eight different things here that I want you to remember the next time you can feel these coming up, sort of the, the yes but statements or the must be nice, or just feeling that sort of triggering sensation when you are taking a look at somebody else's life or business or whatever, and thinking how much you would like to have that for yourself. So number one to get past this is that the comparison has to stop. The comparison absolutely has to stop. Eyes on your own paper, get some tunnel vision on your own shit, Focus on what you have going on and get excited about it. And if you're not excited about it, then you need to find ways to get excited about it and to change something so that it's more exciting to you. You need to be excited about your own stuff. And that's going to make it really easy to stop that comparison. Like one will equal the other. Once you get more excited about your own life, you're not going to care what's going on in somebody else's, <laughs> right? It just, it's common sense. Number two is to take responsibility for where you're at right now and acknowledge what it will take to get to a different life or a different level because you may not 
be directly responsible for some situations that you're in right now. You might not be directly responsible, but you are responsible for how you deal with them and what you do with those circumstances. So even though, yeah, there, there could be certain, certain things happening in your life that you may not have been directly responsible for, but those things have still happened and it, now it's up to you to deal with them. So you still have to take responsibility and take ownership for that. Number three is to, like I was saying before, accept that wherever you want to go may take sacrifices. I really want to underscore that one because there's always something that we're going to potentially have to, to give up, at least maybe just in the short term, to make a change. And it doesn't have to be a negative sacrifice. It, we, we don't have to think about it that way. I think that often we have a very negative connotation of sacrifices. It doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. You might be dropping something or letting go of something that really isn't serving you well and replacing it with something much more positive too. You know, a, a great new habit that's really going to support you and help you be more productive or healthier or happier or, you know, spending more time with, with loved ones, going for walks instead of watching TV. You know, it, those are the kinds of sacrifices that this can potentially come down to. It doesn't have to be a negative, a negative thing. Number four is to realize that fear is going to have to be checked at the door and that failure is probably going to happen. It's a matter of when, it is not a matter of if. <laughs> failure is going to happen at some point. And just accepting that right up front is going to help you to push past the fear. Because what's more important than the inevitable failures that are going to happen along the way is how you're going to handle those failures when they come up. And that takes a lot of trust too. But to help build up that trust is part of the process. Because as failures come your way and, and occur, and you work not only through them, but work past them, that's going to help build trust in yourself that you can handle whatever gets thrown your way. And that happens incrementally. That happens slowly over time. That's not going to happen overnight. But fear of failure is one of the biggest things I think that holds almost all of us back in so many different ways, in so many different regards. So moving past that fear and just simply accepting this and failure is going to happen and learning to start building that self-trust that you can figure it out when it does happen is going to make such a difference. Number five is to focus on your strengths rather than your weaknesses. So when we're looking at somebody else going, oh, you know, must be nice. She's so good at that naturally and I'm not or something along those lines, we are immediately putting the spotlight on our weaknesses. And yeah, you might not be as good at something as somebody else. And that's cool because it means that you have all kinds of strengths that that other person doesn't. It's a two-way street. So focusing on those strengths rather than only focusing on your weaknesses is going to make a huge difference because if you focus on your strengths and you harness that and you really use that to your advantage, it's going to take you so far. So far, it's amazing. Number six is to visualize what you want. Uh, this seems super woo-woo. <laughs> and I never used to be into the visualization thing. I kind of thought it was bullshit. And I have to say, it's there's something to be said. Because humans, we think in images, okay? 
you don't, we, we all do. We all think in images. So when we think about changing our mindset, visualization is the natural choice because we're starting to retrain our brain to create a different image. And then our brain is going to help us to start making the decisions to work towards that image. So visualization though is, is easier said than done sometimes. It, it can be hard, especially when you're, you're kind of training yourself to, to do this more often. The first thing that you have to do is to get clear on what you want. Get very clear on it, journal about it, make sure you're, you're reaching for things that you want as well, not things that someone else wants for you or that you're reaching uh, for because it's what everyone else wants to have. So whatever you start visualizing has to be for you and you have to want it. You're not just going to visualize something that everybody else wants because it's what the cool kids are doing. <laughs> you have to want it. And that can take time to figure out what, what that visualization is going to look like because you may have never let yourself dream that big before. So get clear on that and, and take the time, let yourself sit in that space of figuring out what you do want. And then you can start to see how that mental image is going to look for you, what your ideal would look like. And this is going to be different for everyone. Maybe you don't want or need a million dollars. Or maybe you would actually prefer a different kind of life altogether than some of the people that you're maybe looking at online or, or in your life somewhere. What does your ideal life look like? That's going to be the real key of, of using that visualization piece to your advantage. Number seven here is to set small, small attainable goals. Because the visualization of your ideal life, it's like this big grandiose vision, right? And no dream is too big, by the way. So do your thing. No dream is too big. You'll never get to where you're going if you don't even know what, what where you're going looks like. So get clear on that. But then you have to start taking really small steps towards it as opposed to letting yourself get overwhelmed thinking, okay, well, this is where I am here at point A. Point B is really fucking far away and seems almost unimaginably hard to get to. So you can't think about it quite like that. You have to break that down into much, much, much smaller steps so that it seems a lot easier to accomplish them. And that's going to continue to give you small wins under your belt over and over and over and over again. And those are all going to add up exponentially, but you have to start small. If you start big, I've gotten stuck in that so many times where I'll see the big picture and then I'm just paralyzed with fear. I'm like, oh my God, there's no way. Who do I think I am? How could I ever get that? <laughs> and it is just so overwhelming that then I don't do anything. So I don't want that for you. I, I want you to break this down into really tiny actionable steps. And I see so much more success for myself with that when I do that as well. I feel more productive. I feel great about what I've accomplished. Um, and, and it's still working along the way to build you up to where you want to go. Which leads me to my last point, number eight, which is to take action. Take action. This is listed last on purpose because I wanted to sum up with this piece around action because it's part of every single step of this entire list. Tangible action pulls you out of fear. It gets you unstuck. It helps your creativity flow. Movement is life. 
and action is taking is is taking movement essentially is is creating movement and movement is life it's so important so taking that action rather than allowing yourself to get stuck and like i said before like taking small action it doesn't have to be massive overwhelming action that scares the shit out of you it can be smaller action that then leads up to that really huge life-changing action but it gets you moving it gets you shifting in a new direction it changes your energy a little bit and it helps get you out of that fear if you're feeling totally stuck totally stuck on you know uh, what to write about, what to what to produce, some new idea, what, whatever it is that's in your life that you're feeling stuck on, just do something. Even if it doesn't feel perfect, even if it doesn't feel right, even if it doesn't feel, not if it doesn't feel right, but it, even if it doesn't feel like it's it's the exact perfect right piece of action is what I mean, it's still going to help you to move. And as long as you're moving and taking action, you're going to learn so much more along the way. And you're going to build confidence with that action too. So it's so important. I can't stress uh, taking action enough. So I really want you to catch yourself with this and to notice and recognize because awareness is key here. I want you to notice and recognize the next time you catch yourself thinking, yes, but. Well, she, yes, but she has this. And that's why she has her success. And yes, but, you know, he, he had this handed to him. He didn't work for that. Yes, but, or the, the must be nice side of things. It's all excuses. It's all excuses and it's all our own insecurities showing up. So becoming more aware of that is what's going to make the biggest difference. So if you have any questions about this at all, Please jump over to Emily Goff Coach on Instagram. You can also email me at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. And for any other episodes uh, of the podcast, if you are catching up, anything like that, make sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. All the episodes are listed over there. Um, and I just, I have, I have so much fun with this podcast. So I'm so grateful for you showing up today and for listening and for being open to receiving this kind of advice too, because a lot of people are not even open to it. So the fact that you're listening today is huge. It's amazing. And I'm so excited to have you here and it just means so much to me. So I will be back on Thursday and I've got a very special interview for you guys. I had such a great time with it and I can't wait to share it with you. So we'll see you back here on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.